The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Sometimes you got to wade through a mile of shit to get to one golden nugget. And that's what this episode's all about. Welcome back. It is the airing of Grievances. Thank you for sticking through all those terrible movies we reviewed for you. We're so excited to get into this episode today. But uh, before we do, let's go around the galaxy and introduce ourselves. No, yourselves. I'm not introducing oh, you. Wow. What a Sith. Hi. Hi, I'm Matt. Hello, everybody. And he's Matt, and he's Brian, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Does that just make the name Tubi? Yes. <laughs> just pleased as punch, as we say down here in the good old South. I'm Johnny Townsend. I'm ready to air all my grievances which there are very few, uh, thankfully, this episode. Very, I don't have many. I don't have many either. If, this any, was, if honestly. This was uh, a breath of fresh air. And I've been kind of, lately I've been sort of Star Wars'd out a little bit. And I've even, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some hate here, but I've been Star Trekking instead here lately. Been really enjoying this Picard Season 3. It's phenomenal. But you know what? This movie that we watched for this episode, it made me realize there's still some good in the Star Wars universe. There's still some good out there. Well said, Johnny. I, 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 I'm glad that um, you're coming back around. Because uh, honestly... Engage. You, engage yes. Um, you know, you and I do multiple shows together including a comic book show and um, well, loosely uh, loosely. And <laughs> <laughs> ever since we talked about star Wars episode eight, I don't believe you've watched a single piece of <laughs> star this Wars is, stuff. This, besides this the, movie. Is the first star Wars thing I've watched. No, I watched the first episode of the new season of Mando, but I haven't watched past that. <laughs> but that Which was it. the timeline kind of, comes around when we reviewed yeah. episode eight. Yeah, actually, you might be right, yeah. Bad Batch? What's that? Uh, Don't know. Episode eight. So, episode eight, kill Johnny's love of Star Wars <laughs> retroactively, uh, yeah. I, I think. Like, he was good, and then we we brought it back, and he's just like, you yeah. know what? Nah, I'm good again. I've, um, I've felt so broken and just battered and, and dis- disheveled. And just heard on such a personal level of uh, of Star Wars and superheroes. Honestly, both of them have really just 
smacked me around here lately. And it's just so good to jump back into something that I genuinely like in the Star Wars universe, as is Rogue One. Very happy to talk about it today. Same, same. I know Brian's been excited about this one for a while. He's tried he tried to shoehorn it, shhorn it in not like necessarily shoehorn it, but we had like a plan. Oh man, a shoehorn it. Those got the worst stings, man. <laughs> Always in your shoes. I hate that. Put the shoes in and get stung. That does sound like a Star Wars bug. <laughs> shoe um, <laughs> But we had a plan to do episode by episode, right? Starting with one to go through nine. Uh, Brian was really pushing hard um, to get this one. Better than those croc bees, though. Those croc bees are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my crocs. I, I broke a pair of crocs, and I haven't. I just. It's been a long time. Yeah, I can't find Crocs. I can't find Crocs that fit my uh, that fit my feet. So really, you were, yeah. I have stupid big feet, and it, just behind the scenes, it doesn't equate to anything. <laughs> <laughs> other, than, just, other than other than, I've than, always thought Johnny, you would look like a, an incredible um, Fred from Flintstones. <laughs> I've gotten that before. I've gotten <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I, I've also just. I wear a size 14 to 15 shoe, depending on what the shoe is. Whew. I'm 13. Not I'm fun. almost there, pal. So I feel you. Well, it can't be easy for you either, because I know just like you can get. I'm right on the cusp. To a 12. Yeah. You can get anywhere up to a 12 pretty easy. But after that, it gets quite difficult. Yeah. yeah. Crocs do not go past 12 very often. I'm a 10 and a half, 11. And I got shoes for days, boys. Sorry. Just bragging over there about his <laughs> shoes. I hope you. I hope you step on a shoe hornet. Yeah, I bet I could even get shoes in the Star Wars galaxy. Why don't you go take your shoe privilege somewhere else? <laughs> yes, proud of my shoe privilege. I earned this shoe privilege. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know how to recover from this. There I don't either. Recovery. Let's talk about news. We have a lot of news to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Big, big time. Uh, first off, had no clue it was about to happen. I always look at May 4th as, you know, they, the day for Star Wars, and that's when we get some news a lot of time. So all of a sudden, Star Wars Celebration happens, and we get a whole bunch of stuff coming out. And I want you guys to tell me what stood out, and then we'll fill in the gaps from there. What's, what's your biggest excited takeaway from what was dropped? Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, okay. I will. I will. I will speak then. Um. Well, my friends, I, I think we're all in agreement that uh, the Ahsoka trailer is probably the biggest thing to happen. And and I think aside from that, uh, they are actually moving in the in a shared, not like obviously it's a shared universe, but like a shared like a big. Avengers-esque movie. I think that's what where where what has been revealed um essentially to us. We were worried uh about the movies, the state of the movies, but it sounds like the movies are right back on track. They got they got organized. Um but I honestly I'm more excited right now for the future of Star Wars than I am Marvel by a country mile. Um, because of the amount of stuff that's that's coming out, they're actually honoring. It looks like they're they're taking the MCU approach and reaching into some of their 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 written lore and putting their own spin on it, uh, which is exciting, right? Because 
everybody legends i we see that legends tag on a book or something and it's just it's just it's it's frustrating but now they're actually starting to honor all of that stuff so um simply put without breaking down every you know every minute detail um star wars is probably the best it's ever been uh especially uh especially the best it's been in the disney era so yeah, I think Ahsoka is the was the big one for me too. That trailer just looked really cool, and it just looked awesome. And I think you're right, Matt. There's just something about the MCU like it just kind of feels stale in a way right now. Currently, like if it's not for if it wasn't for Guardians three coming out, that's probably the only Marvel thing that I'm currently really excited about. But then after that, that's you know what a I'm going to blow my bad batch after that. I'm not going to have anything else I'm going to be excited for. So I I just don't know. Like It's just really cool to be excited about future Star Wars stuff, like Ahsoka. That, to me, looks really, really sweet. Very excited. A lot of characters in there that I'm very intrigued by. Uh, I'm really, I'm really uh, hopeful on how they're going to handle these characters. And... Yeah, just excited for Ahsoka mostly. Like, that trailer really, I really liked it. I watched it multiple times. As did I. Brian, what, what are your thoughts, bud? Well, yeah, I mean, I I kept binge watching it. I, I watched it more times than I've watched any single episode of this season. Uh, I've watched Mandalorian's episodes multiple times, but for, as far as this season, you know, Ahsoka's trailer is, I must have watched it at least 12 times. and. I mean, me and Matt have been talking about it. The the introduction, the idea of bringing in Thrawn, this legendary evil, but not so evil, the 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 most unique uh, villain in Star Wars, at least. You know what I mean? He's unique in general, I think, for bad guys in movies. But I in Star Wars universe, he's unique in the way that what he's driving for is finally going to be portrayed in in a real live action way like you can only get so much out of a cartoon i feel like like as good as rebels was and what we got from thrawn in that which i thought was excellent as far as you know compared to what we've seen from the books i do think that live action needed to be done just to finally pull that part that character out of the books out of written words and and actually have someone emote for thrawn because He's so calculated. He's the he's the data in a lot of ways, Johnny, you know, in the Star Wars world, the way he looks at things and can bring in different information and angles. So he stole the show for me because I've been dying to see this character. But Ahsoka is a character that, you know, I wasn't made for me. You know, when when she be, first was created by Dave Filoni way back when, you know, and even George Lucas, I think, had some input on that character. Um she represents, you know, the young girls and that are fans of Star Wars in a lot of ways. And she was the first Jedi hero that was catered towards that kind of demographic. But Absolutely. She, she just grows so much that seeing where she was as, you know, introducing the Clone Wars movie to now, you know, having her own series. It's exciting. And, and and I do have that perception because I have, you know, two daughters that, you know, I hope to expose to Star Wars more as they get older. And I hope that Ahsoka is the kind of character that they 
kind of buy into and and it was like that's somebody that's it's not just princess leia who's like giving you attitude like no she's got like real wisdom and like understanding of the force and and the way that we're gonna see this understanding um portrayed by her interactions with people is gonna be really cool because this is the besides the glimpses we've had throughout mando and um book of fat it we're gonna see her as a woman you know what i mean she's fully grown as a woman and then also grown in the way of leaving the company you know leaving the jedi order and pursuing the force in a more organic way so that's i mean those those are all surface levels like non-surface level it's like deep dive like what i'm really excited about ahsoka but yeah, I mean, it's all fed up to this moment, and and it's and we've been calling it all along. We've been teasing it all along. Matt and I have been obnoxious about the Thrawn books. Guess what? We're going to be even more obnoxious because we're diving into the legends because apparently that's being brought in. Because the biggest goosebump moment I've had in I don't even know how many years of Star Wars was maybe it was from this movie they were going to you know review in a little bit. But when she says heir to the empire dude straight hairs just bam popped off my arm i'm like oh shit i texted I brian right away dude, i almost immediately like me and man are texting I'm like dude gotta get the books heir to the empire it's full go <laughs> go bro let's go <laughs> i actually listen every time i've gone to barnes noble uh i've seen it there they said i went there they had the second and third books of this trilogy the heir to the empire book has been flying off the shelf since they, the trailer dropped. So I had to order it. It's coming in Wednesday. So I'm going to start that up as soon as I'm done with the, the current book that I'm on. But, um, but Brian, I mean, I, I agree with you. This is, I mean, this is really cool. Um, how this is coming along. And one thing we, we didn't haven't touched on yet. This is, I mean, all the rebels characters that are going to be a part of this, right? This is like giving, I, I haven't finished rebels yet. I will say that I, I, you know, being on the road the last two weekends, uh, I watched two full seasons of Rebels. I'm in love with these characters, and I would got even more. Actually, the trailer probably helps me be interested because the trailer dropped before I left for Tennessee. The trailer helped me interested be interested in these characters, and I'm I'm loving them. I really truly am. Um, and, and to see uh, Hera and um and sabine and and chopper and ezra and and you know i'm i'm probably forgetting other characters but i uh, it's really cool that that they're getting that live action treatment because these are our beloved characters um of people coming you know people coming age it, it's it's a perfect blend this show seems to be the perfect blend of traditional fans um you know the, the current generation of fans you're honoring what made Star Wars so great in the in the world of of books, which drove this the the series after Return of the Jedi, between Return of the Jedi and, and Phantom Menace's release, uh, the books drove it. That's the only way you could really get your fix was were, were the books, and so you're honoring those and um, just getting the best of everything with this show. Uh, you know, I. The, the amount of excitement for the Ahsoka show is 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 great. And I, I'm elated. I never, ever want to hear somebody throw uh, <laughs> throw the, the, the line that I just hate strong female lead characters um, because 
because Ray was whatever because of the, the 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 sequel trilogy was was dog shit. Uh, I am elated for what Ahsoka is going to bring to the table. This character who's been written and and presented so well. Um, People like good writing, and that's what Ahsoka, the character Ahsoka, and her the supporting cast in this show are bringing to the table. Um, and I, I think you guys can all agree. Yeah, and I, I hate that argument too because even the movie we're going to discuss today has a very strong female lead. Yeah. So uh, it I, it's all in how any character, I don't care who they are, it's how they're represented and how they're written. That's what matters the most. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. And I also completely understand what it's like to want to order something while it's uh, it's kind of hitting big in pop culture because uh, it's been over a week since I ordered my Mario hat and mustache and I still haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I'm on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to go see that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Dude, I, saw, I just saw it last night. Um, it, there's so many things I want to talk to people about, but it was don't do it. We'll <laughs> save it for our Super Mario Brothers podcast. Oh, now we're talking. Now that's I'm going to deep dive into some Mario lore. It's going to blow y'all socks off. I know so much useless information about this game. <laughs> so, Johnny, you haven't seen it as well. No, I haven't seen it yet, but okay. uh, I do know quite a lot about it already. Knowing how you actually do know video games so well and like the backstory of a lot of them because we've already covered it. Yeah. Um, there's a scene that I, I had to like, I had to whack my wife. It was two seats over. I had to smack her. Just get her attention. Right? Not how violent. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm smack. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she'd see, like, she's like, what? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like referencing, like, I know who that person is represented, but you'll you'll see, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're going to freak out. Hopefully not as nerdy as I did while I'd be smacking someone random because <laughs> they don't see that coming, and that's not very nice. But uh, no, that that was fun. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so good. That was definitely the biggest. Um. Besides that, though, we got this guy, James Mangold, who I don't really know his career all that well. Other people listening to this right now like, will be like, oh, he directed blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay, good for you. But anyways, oh, so <laughs> you need one of Jones 5. Indiana Jones 5 is coming up. Yay. Anyways, James Mangold is going to be bringing a first Jedi movie um, out at some point. And I'm all for it. What do you guys think? I personally like a lot of his movies. Uh, one of my favorite movies is the remake of 310 to Yuma. It's a Western. It's really good. And he did it. It's an incredible movie. I highly recommend it. It's Christian Bell. It's crazy good. Uh, he also did Logan, which is probably the best. Oh, I do love ex- that. Yeah, he did Logan. So that's probably the two that I know him best for. And he also did a very underrated movie because it just sounds like it'd be boring. But that Ford versus uh, Ferrari movie, he did that one. And that I, was, I, was a good, I actually really like that. Yeah. So he's I'm I'm excited for him. I think he's quite impressive. So uh, putting him in the Star Wars universe, uh, sign me up. I'm yeah. gonna give it a shot. I I like it. I like that they're dividing up the eras, right? Obviously, we're not gonna get uh, phases like the MCU. So they're gonna divide it up basically their content by eras, which allows them to jump around. And this is the High Republic, right? Or do, what are they considering this this era, Johnny? This, this is even or, before- sorry, Brian. 
This would be even before that. So High, high Republic. So like the um, Medium Republic before they got high. <laughs> in fact, I, I I would venture to say that the known Republic, like we know it, as far as like all the galaxy being more or less understood and everything explored, including Outer Rims, that's not happening in this yet. I would oh, he also he also did is not on the scope. He also did uh, Walk the Line, which was a really good movie oh, about Johnny Cash. Movie. Yeah, he did that yeah. too. So huh. this movie's gonna rule, and if it doesn't, um, it's all his fault. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I th- it's all his fault. Yeah, no, I think it'll be fine. Um, with it, let's let's start opening this sucker up, right? Let's start opening the 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 the. the the guidance is there. The bullet points are there um, yep. as far as how to kind of move about this thing, uh, how to tell the, the whole story of, of, of Star Wars. And uh, I, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm living to be a part of it. I'm glad it's so expansive. I'm glad there's so much um, to it. And, and I like bouncing around eras. I, I, I like meeting new characters, right? I, I think that's... Yes. that's it, I mean, Rogue One proves that, right? I mean, yeah. We're about to talk about Rogue One and look what it does. It does it Rogue One is a great example of taking something that takes place in a known universe and gives you new characters and makes you care about them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it it can be done. It yeah. can be done. Yeah, in a single movie too. Like with nothing yeah. like you know what I mean? Like we'll get into it. But <laughs> Rogue One stands alone so uniquely in the fact of like Mary knew what happens. You know what I mean? We know up to the minute what yeah. what happens. So yeah, Rogue One was a, an amazing accomplishment. Um, but this movie does seem like you know they have that opportunity, like Matt was just saying. Of you don't have to try that hard. Like like get guys to emote, actresses to emote, get them the actors and actresses like to really bring out the emotions of the moment and your best abilities as a director. And then just steal words, bro. Like, just steal them straight up. Like, take lines out of these books and use them. Because just did it with Ahsoka, and they got us all hooked right away. You got books flying off the shelves for Star Wars because they name-dropped Heir to the Empire. Name-drop as much as you want about these characters. You know what I mean? And really just, like Matt said, perfect was. is 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 he writing this one, too? Uh, because he writes too. Question I ask. I'm I'm just curious because he's a really good writer. Hmm. I I again I highly highly recommend that remake. It's like from 2007 of 310 to Yuma. It's incredibly good and it's his movie. And there's some it, lines in it that still stand out to me today. Yeah, it doesn't say anything like that in what I'm the little article i'm looking at but i love this quote and i i heard him say i listened to it you know him on the red carpet or whatever but he says and i thought about biblical epic like a 10 commandments and i was just having this conversation with my wife i said for anyone that's never seen the movie 10 commandments hand to god no pun intended but like it stands up bro it stands the F up. It's an amazing movie back when it was made. It's an amazing movie now. And I, I just think it's such a good story. And I'm like, if that's what he's looking at these books and he's like, biblical, epic, 
You know what I mean? Maybe walk away like we walk away from maybe this movie as one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. And he could yeah. he could crush this because he's got nothing to what's it what's what are we what's the backlash gonna be? You know what I mean? It's really not there's not that many people that are these diehard early Star Wars years books that are gonna be like you screwed up the character. I'm like, no, dude, you you can have fun with it. Yeah. So very certainly exciting. can. Yeah. Um other stuff I think that we should touch on. Uh Ryan Johnson not getting uh, his yep. hands on a Star Wars trilogy is probably the second best news uh to come out this weekend next to Ahsoka, which is really cool. But they did announce a uh a a sequel to the sequel trilogy, right? We're getting Ray 15 years after. Yeah, old Ray. Old Ray. And I see the list. <laughs> old Ray. Which, which, which sounds like a guy in the corner that gives directions to people. I hope she just keeps changing her last name. Like she just keeps taking other people's last names constantly <laughs> wherever she goes. Ray Yoda. <laughs> I'm Ray Hutt. <laughs> Ray the Hutt. <laughs> Ray Ray Banks. Um, yeah, so... And apparently there's a leaked image that she's pregnant in this. Hmm. No. Was there an image leaked? I, I, I see. I don't know. I, I seen an image of her outside of it looks like the the Lars homestead. I don't know if they, they, they probably haven't started filming yet. Maybe it's just some kind of joke, but it looked like her with a baby bump. Um, And I was slightly concerned. But apparently she's oh, going to try and restart the Jedi Order. Yeah. Force ghost Ben Swallow knocked her up. That's what I was going to say, because that's who it would be. Don't do that, please. <laughs> You're going to hurt this character. You've already did a lot of damage. To. <laughs> so just don't do that. Please don't. Yeah, I, saw, I saw where on Facebook, Brian had kind of posted about this, and I 1 million percent understand. And in fact, if I'm being honest, there's a little of that in me, too. Uh, people being very apprehensive, to say the least, of Something involving the character Ray, right? Just because that last trilogy, if you're a diehard Star Wars person, doesn't do its characters a, a good service, right? It really makes them all over the place. It uh, makes her so ridiculous that it kind of hurts her character, even. Uh, but I do think she's a good actress. I do think that that character can be good. I just don't think we've seen that character be good yet, if that makes any sense. Like, from all those decisions they made in those movies for for that character, I'm like, it just makes you want to pull out your hair. Like, why are you doing this? Oh, why yeah. is she taking her last name? That's stupid. Uh, all these all these kind of things. I don't know what it is with Star Wars trying to make us <laughs> understand last names in Star Wars. It's not, <laughs> just, who cares? Everybody's uh, got to be related. Yeah. Like, they don't have to be. She can just be somebody totally new. Like, that's... <laughs> We're crying out loud, but uh, yeah, I, so I get the, uh, the early, I don't think it was terrible backlash, but the early negativity toward it, I understand it. And if she's pregnant in it and it's from Ben's and it's Ben's baby, I'm really going to have some backlash with it personally, <laughs> but I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, but uh, yeah, because I do think that character has a lot of potential, honestly, and can be like Ahsoka can be another strong uh, awesome female Jedi, right? She has that. Like, there's a lot of really coolness in that character. Like, when you first meet her in that first of those movies, she seems really cool. 
Yeah. Like she's really awesome with that. Um, that I'm just gonna call it a stick. That stick. Uh, she can do some really sweet stuff with it. And she seems really cool. But the fact is that she can do all these force stuff right off the bat is really annoying to most people. Understandable because even Luke had to go get trained from Yoda. You know. Uh, but it's just so. That's what's maddening about this. Uh, but I, man, I don't know. I I'm going to give it a shot uh, just because I think that character has potential. I'm just going to hope that they try to at least live up to that. Yeah. And it's once again, you know, you were alluding to my Facebook post about this when I first read it and I was like, it's not Daisy Ridley's fault. And I I don't even hate the character as far as how she portrayed it. She did what she was told to do and she did a good job. That's how she's written. Right. The fact to me is just, the continued lore of what the path they're trying to take right now doesn't make a lot of sense to me because why would you take a beloved character like Luke and then kill him off in a way that everyone hated? Yeah. And then also at the same time now, after those trilogies are done, you're telling me now you're, she's going to pick up where he left off and, and like rebuild like the Jedi order. Like, no, no, this character doesn't get to do that. That's once again, it's a slap in the face of Mark Hamill and and the character that he helped us fall in love with. You know, it's... my only argument against that would be is with how she's set up of being so connected to the Force. I mean, she literally defeats the Emperor again because every former Jedi kind of lends her their strength or whatever you want to call that. That if you're going to quote unquote restart the Jedi Order. She would be. She would have to be involved heavily. I would assume. Yeah, but if you, as we get into Ahsoka, once we finally do, you'll you'll hear me with my my Qui Gon drum banging and you know anti Jedi Order guy. I'm I'm a white lightsaber guy right now. I'll, I'm admitting it right now. Everyone identifies by a certain lightsaber. Supposedly, I'm a white lightsaber guy. I'm. Oh, I'm by a- the way, those lightsabers look really sweet in that Ahsoka trailer. There's some really sweet looking ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think. Oh, Matt, what kind of lightsaber are you? <laughs> what color is your lightsaber? I'm pro blue. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And if I you kinda, don't, if you don't like it, you're bluest, you piece of shit. <laughs> As a, yeah, I'll, I'll never be a dare be accused of that. Uh, Johnny, you're definitely a green guy, right? Oh, I'm. I do like. I don't know what that. Or am I being insulted? I'm not sure. I'm, <laughs> uh, my favorite color is red and orange, though. So the orange but, is a nice touch. Be, I do like the orange one a lot. Well, we just saw that in a trailer, right? Yeah, so. that's why that one really stuck out to me. That's, that's one of my favorite colors there. I do like the green ones too, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I read a little something about what that orange lightsaber may mean, but it's not worth it getting into right now. Yeah, we'll <laughs> figure it out when the time comes. Yeah, the probably the um, so we kind of talked about it, and we'll definitely talk about it more next month, uh, next month's episode. But Dave Filoni getting the Marvel universe treatment, you know, we already talked about that's happening. That's cool. Um, besides that, there's going to be a high Republic movie, which I'm 
equally excited about. And the best thing about that is, is we'll find out pretty soon exactly where they're deciding to pull the source material from because there's current canon being written right now of the High Republic. Yeah, so they've been dropping a lot of books about that lately. I've been I've been yes. debating getting into them or not. We got to wait. I think me and you got to wait. Yeah. We got to finish one thing. We got to go old first, and then we'll skip up, catch up to the kids. But yeah. I know um, my niece reads these books, and I've asked her about them. I'm like, you know, is it, is it written for a teenager? And she can read, man. Like, she's she's a book, you know, nut. She, no, she's she got that better than me, then. <laughs> so I asked her, like, you know, because, like, Lord of the Rings is one of her favorite books, not just movies and everything, but, like, media, yeah. like, but books, one of her favorite books. I'm like, how does it hold up? Because, you know, Tolkien wrote The Hobbit, and then I was like, eh, I kind of want to gear this up for more of an adult, you know, aim for a little more, you know, people that can handle more of a harder story and tougher emotions. I'm like, is that what these are like? And she goes, yeah, they're, they're not written for teenagers, but like, you know, that's kind of like the click right now, I guess, in the, in the book series. Interesting. Yeah. And they're, they're already starting to announce people linked to this. So if you want to go and look, you know, I'm not going to read off this stuff, but like they're, they're already attaching actors and actresses to these roles in these high Republic movies. So what do you think of that before we move on? I, I'm telling you, I mean, I know we keep alluding to Rogue One, but Rogue One really gives me a, a great example of introducing these characters I don't really know very well, and yeah. maybe even some new characters and giving them a chance in the Star Wars universe. So I'm all for it, man. Uh, it could be really awesome. And if anything, uh, and if again, if this movie tells me anything, I'm going to give it a chance because I could be very, very happy with the results. For sure. Um, what were some of the little, other little things before we move on? Oh, Jude Law. He's a he's a skeleton crew. Yeah, he's skeleton, a skeleton crew. crew. Um, there's that. Star Wars Visions is getting a season two. Not that I, I that one never really got my attention. But I know it, there was really, a lot of people it's, who enjoyed it. It's really cool, just from a animation standpoint. Yeah, it looks really sweet because uh, the first season, like they let all these different uh, anime st- uh, studios kind of make a star wars story and it's just really cool to see all these different art styles so i look forward to a lot in this one the trailer showed a lot of different different art styles in this one so um yep something i'll have to give a chance to uh they're doing a kid show on disney jr i think it was uh oh god i forgot the name of it um but it's it's a jedi young jedi adventure something like that um which has been memed the hell out of because (laughs) Because everybody sees it and they're like, oh, we know how the finale is going to go. It's just Anakin walking into the Jedi Council. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. What if it's like a game show for little kids? And if uh, if you lose, you got to go visit Anakin. That's what... <laughs> you can find that door. And Anakin's back there. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Survivor for kids. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Which with the guy that does the Obi Wan impressions and and oh and, yeah hit every time they bring up order 66 i don't care if i've already watched it before i'm laughing so hard <laughs> about just, he, he's like uh use the like, youngling killing technique and oh no of course you would never do that and anakin's like no oh, no only only in theory of course <laughs> <laughs> um 
yeah, so there's that. I think there's a couple other announcements. Um, well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, we, the the ones that come, they're di- they've already just said that. I, I think each one of these new movies is now gonna. Ugh, this sounds terrible to say out loud. They're gonna carry their own trilogies. I believe is the plan. So you have the first Jedi. They can have a trilogy from that because you're talking about thousands of years difference. High Republic, you can do that because now you're at least talking. I mean, they've been doing that with Marvel forever. So yeah, right. And then and then you're gonna have Daisy Ridley. She can have her own out there too. So I think that's what's happening. Which is yeah, which is completely cool with that. Uh, Andor season two is gonna get rolling soon as far as filming. Uh, and then I think the other bit was uh, Bad Batch just has one more one more season, um, ready to go. Uh, which we're gonna talk about briefly before we get going on Rogue One. Yeah, but, real quick, uh, if Andor season two does not have uh, Cassian meeting a certain droid, I'm gonna be very upset. I know, right? <laughs> very upset. I concur. Yep. Even though I only watched four episodes twice, uh, I concur. You got to watch that last episode. It's incredibly good. But... I'm going to come around to it. I've been watching clips. It, it took me this long to get if... behind Rebels, so I'll get there. <laughs> I was years. wondering if having to watch Rogue One as our assignment for this month was going to trigger the uh, desire to watch Andor. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's really honestly blows me away, Matt. Just I, I just... I've tried. I just think I just think this would re- reach you more than anybody else, just because it's like the you get a lot of inner workings of the empire here, a lot of like pol- political stuff going on. I know, and that's what I wanted, and uh, and they nope. give it to you, and you spit in his face. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically what happened. That's basically what happened. Um, all right, all right. So you want to recap Bad Batch real quick, and then we'll hop into Rogue One. Well, yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, including Johnny, where we're thinking this is all kind of headed. So spoiler alerts, uh, we're down a few members in Bad Batch. We'll just leave it at that, right? We're down a few members, and um, they're really heavily hitting this cloning thing, Matt. What are they leading to? What is the point of Bad Batch? How about this? This is, I think this is perfect. What? In the universe of Star Wars, what does Bad Batch do? What is the reason behind the Bad Batch story? Right, isn't a messed up cloning procedure? That's right. what it was. They didn't have the. They didn't have the. No, they did have. They did have the chips, but their their chips malfunction. They did right, and they had some of them had the, the other ones. They, they had them removed and whatnot. But like the cloning, and they keep hitting this cloning thing. We we've already reviewed, you know episode nine and we're like okay palpatine's a clone hooray uh, uh is that what we're getting to is oh this yeah 100 percent. this is it's now yes yeah this yeah. just solidifies this is the backstory behind all of it um at least that's the way i see it um happening who would have thought that cloning would be such a major underlying theme of star wars all these years later right you hear about the clone wars in episode four right. uh within the first half hour and now cloning is everything, and it's basically the 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 backbone of the sequel trilogy. Um, but that's what this this whole all the Disney Plus stuff. That's what all, all this is building up to. And I think this is um, 
this is just another step. This is just another step towards building it. I mean, legit, every just about every single property we've had has to do with 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 cloning uh, of some sort. So, um, so that's that's where I don't know how this show is going to finish up. I do hope we get a clone troopers versus stormtroopers battle. Uh, that's probably my my one desire for uh, for next season is to have an epic conclusion. I gotta say though, these last the last few episodes of Bad Batch this season were some of its the best, like some of the most intense um, g- f- action sequences that I've ever seen. Like if I, I I was emotionally caught up in in all of it, so um, really really well done with uh, with that. But but yeah, this is all just to simply put. I think it's all. To, excuse me. So we put it's all just to kind of I think help the uh, uh, help justify the emperor's return. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's where I think. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it and let them prove that to me along the way. And even as close as I get to knowing that that's what they want to do, I don't know if I'll ever be like okay with it. Just because of what that does to Anakin, but whatever, whatever. I I think overall, Bad Batch can, you know, it it can really set us up because I'm trying to think of like the timeline. I mean, this can lead us right into like Mando timeline. It'll it'll, it'll butt butt right up to it, you know what I mean? Uh, If they really want to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I'm sad that they're only gonna do three seasons of it, but I, I get it. There's only so much you can do. I think. I know. I almost feel like they announced it just to make you feel like they're just gonna kill them all. <laughs> That's almost definitely. Oh, they would never. They would never do a. They would never do a Star Wars show or movie where they kill all the characters at the end of it. <laughs> that would never happen. Never. <laughs> you fall in love with these characters and then they're just gone. Wow, what a transition. <laughs> He's a pro. He is a pro. All right, fellas, let us hop, if we are all ready, to, uh, to discuss our main events of the evening, Rogue One. Where were we when we first saw Rogue One? Where were we in our lives? I think it's dropped in 2016, December of 2016. Is that a Brian, question? Yeah, sort of. It's open ended, I guess, a little bit. I uh, I didn't have that pulled up in front of me. I just had the news. Oh, uh, <laughs> that might that sounds close to it, and maybe twenty seventeen. All right, nah, well, it's twenty okay. definitely twenty sixteen. Yeah, because uh, episode seven dropped in twenty fifteen. So you can say definitely all all you want, sir, but that's just the English language at work. Like what? What? <laughs> That's all this show is, is the English language being butchered. <laughs> yes. Rogue One, where where are we? Where were where, we? Where in your we? life. In your life. Yes. Yeah. I was with my buddy Josh, like I always am. I, this, is, this is a repeating theme. Uh, I go on mandates. Now I go on mandates with my, my buddy Matt, too. But uh, I go on mandates, and we, we go and watch nerd stuff that my wife doesn't give a crap about. That's what I do, so... <laughs> Um, dude, uh, except, except, uh, I don't even know how to even like 
I was so down watching the sequels when they were coming out in theaters. It's just like, this isn't for me. I get it. But it's just at the same time, I'm like, even that it's not designed for me as a 30-whatever-year-old man, it's still not good. You know what I mean? I know the difference between not from my designed age group to also not being a, ba- a good movie, being a bad movie. And that's where the, most of those fell into. So when this was announced, and I understood, like, they really said it in, like, the press coverage and stuff like that. Like, it was going to have a way more serious tone. Like, a way more adult. There's not a lot of happy-go-lucky going on here. There's not a lot of feel-good moments. This is the impending doom of the Empire and what they're actually trying to bring upon the galaxy is actually coming to life. And this is the, you get to see how it like hit the character. So like, that's what I was excited about was like, this is for me. Like this is for our generation. People are like, I'm like, I'm like Darth Vader at his like most scary of heights. So I want to see that. I want to see like what just his image must've done to people and the effect of the emperor and everybody like and what they had on the galaxy. So I went with my buddy, definitely watched it in IMAX, definitely watched it in 3D if they had it. And it was the last movie. And I was late to Endgame. If I had gone to Endgame earlier into its release, but this movie, I stood up and clapped. I don't do that. I was just compelled. And like, there is a good amount of people there. And Matt, you know, and Johnny, I've told you too, like, I wait to go see movies because I don't want to sit on top of people. I don't like pack movies. It just yeah. doesn't feel comfortable to me. So I wait a little while, but I do like to have, you know, a decent amount of people in there. And there was probably, let's say, if a theater holds 80, let's say there was like 30 people in there still when I went and saw it. And dude, like everybody was just like compelled to like everyone standing up and just applauding at the end of that movie. It just like that was an achievement. Like that was like it was art. I tell people all the time, like, I don't care about Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, but I could get you to watch this Star Wars movie and just based it on like a just a normal movie that you don't know anything about. It's where it's just heroes and bad guys and they're out to set a mission and like can you care from point A to point B about this character and what happens in that timeline and that time frame that this director has laid out for you? Guess what? Rogue One does that. And mm-hmm. it doesn't do that for Star Wars fans. It can do that, I think, for any movie fan. It's an amazing movie. And that's 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 how I take the that's why I was excited about this episode for so long. Like I want to talk about Rogue One and Matt's like you gotta watch the terrible stuff. And I'm like, that's right. Our title of our show wouldn't make any sense because we'd have no grievances to air. It definitely happened. It definitely happened. (laughs) Very good. Johnny, what about you, my friend? What do you... uh, This was a happier time because I hadn't hit 40 yet and my body hadn't betrayed me like it has today. (laughs) And I do... I think this is the one that I saw with my parents. Because usually we, uh, I'll go see a movie with them every once in a while. And my mom is a big sci-fi fan. But she's not necessarily, I mean, she likes Star Wars okay, but it's not like something she feels she's got to go out of her way to see. But this movie, the trailer really appealed to her. So uh, we went and saw it. And I remember thinking this movie is just, uh, it's everything I want in a Star Wars movie. 
is here and what I'm seeing. And on top of that, my mom really likes this movie. And that's despite the fact that she won't watch it again. And it's purely because of how the movie ends. Oh, because she yeah. likes those characters so much. She just yeah. won't do it. Uh, I told her I was going to watch it for the show. And she was uh, talking to me. She goes, well, I, I'm not going to watch this. So she just so she just wouldn't watch it because she really likes these characters and she knows their fate in this in this movie yeah but that tells you something too right there how well this movie was done i saw this movie multiple times this is one of those that i saw it's one of those that i knew was coming out but i was still even so i was interested in it i was still very happily and pleasantly surprised at how much i liked it and it was one that i would it's one of those that I like Brian was alluding to, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, I would I was still suggesting this movie to my friends who could care less about Star Wars. Because I don't even think you need to be this movie does a really good job of being a jumping in point, honestly, for anybody in in Star Wars. Uh if you just because I think most people will sort of have an idea of what Star Wars is, and that's all you really need going into this, because it does everything else for you. So I I really like this movie a lot. I saw it multiple times in a theater, and then multiple times when I brought when I bought the Blu-ray. Uh, I love this movie, and I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. It's such, it was just so much better than I ever thought it could be. And, and I mean, you get to meet all these awesome characters. It's probably got one of my favorite droids in Star Wars in it. On top of that, and you get even if it's just for like a minute and a half, you get some really badass Vader stuff in this. So, yes. I, I mean, this movie gives me everything. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, so 2016, I was, uh, I think, 25 when this movie came out. That sounds about right. Uh, you know, I, I know I mentioned before that as a family, we used to go and watch uh, movies for Christmas as a whole unit. That was like our one of our big gatherings. This was the last happy uh, group <laughs> group movie gathering that we did before episode eight ruined it, and then the the it just never happened again. Um, so there is that. So this is this is a happy memory for me. I I just remember like so excited that we were like I was a grown adult and I thought I was done getting Star Wars stuff right like Star Wars movies. After episode three came out, I'm like ah. Oh, I, I was just like, ah, it's it, right? That's it. I'm done. And then we get this. And it was just, it was so surreal. It was so cool to, to, to you know, this plus obviously episode seven, which I liked. But I was just like, this is how life should be, right? We're getting a new Star Wars movie every year for the next five years. And that's what it was. It was episode seven, this, episode eight, Solo. And episode nine, like this is this is the dream. And then they got a break. <laughs> and then this was the peak. <laughs> yeah. This this was certainly the peak uh of of, of what could have been. Man, um it was really cool. I remember leaving the theater, you know, and and, and just being happy, which is something I haven't done in a long time for Star Wars. Uh and you know it's cool too because like my dad they they enjoy this the the base storyline my mom enjoys it 
But my dad, this is his favorite Star Wars movie. He said this is the best Star Wars movie he's ever seen. Uh, best Star Wars movie he's ever seen. He still stands by that today. Uh, with everything that's come out, with with everything you know, everything that he, that he's seen in his life, that that Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie he's ever seen. Um, and you guys brought a really good point. So you don't have to be a diehard Star Wars fan to enjoy it because it can be enjoyed. This is, uh, and that's what the appeal is. I think so much with with everybody is that, um, the casual fan can go not know anything, or at least know who Darth Vader is. Um, you know, cause I feel like he's Darth Vader's kind of hit that mainstream where no matter what you've done in your life, whether you've seen a star Wars movie or not, you know who he is, um, and have some kind of grasp of, of what's going on or just some understanding. And that that's, that's the best way for cinema. That's, that's, that's how movies succeed so well. So, um, so yeah, loved this one. Um, good memories with it. And uh, very few, if any, criticisms, honestly, uh, which we're going to get into um, next. So, uh, Brian, uh, why don't you kick us off, bud, with uh, just some of your your, your points that you want to get across? Yeah, I, the first thing that I was doing was I wanted to give credit to where credit is due because we're all acknowledging that this leaped over so many other previous Star Wars products. And, you know, we lumped them in with what we grew up on, like, like Rogue One's as good as blank, whatever it is for you. Like, man, I know Tech of the Clones for you, <laughs> which still drives Johnny nuts, I would imagine. But either way, it's just it leaped over some of those. And I'm like, wow, how did they do that? Um, it was directed by Gareth Edwards. And then I was like, I'm interested in, like, who wrote the screenplay for this? Listen to this guy's achievement so the story comes from john knoll and gary witta here's real quick john uh knoll and that's k-n-o-l-l this is what he has accomplished in his life this is insane motion control camera operator so he's always been a guy that's in and around the camera and special effects and that supervision so i'm not going to read everything that he's like what his titles were but he was a part of star trek for the voyage home which Johnny, it's a it's an even number, so that's a good thing, right? Yes, yes. all even number. Uh, that's Star- the rule of thumb usually in Star Trek movies. Even yeah. numbers are, for whatever reason, are almost always better than the odd ones. Uh, Star Trek: Next Generation, Empire of the Sun, which if you haven't seen, is an amazing Steven Spielberg movie that you should, everyone must watch. He was a part of Willow. He was a part of The Abyss. He was part of Hunt for Red October. He was a part of Star Trek Generations, Mission Impossible, Star Trek First Contact, Episode 1, Phantom Menace, Deep Blue Sea, uh, Episode 2, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Episode 3, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and like, dude, on and on. And and just this dude has been around all these like really big movies. And so he doesn't have his first writing uh, credit until Rogue One. All for that was all visual and special effects supervision and being like a cameraman. So he grew up a Star Wars fan like we did. So I see how we were able to get a story that we all wanted and cared about and characters that we all learned about and cared about because we were getting it through the eyes of a Star Wars fan who grew up on it. 
you know, obviously he's kind of on the older spectrum. You know, if he's on part, if he's part of Empire of the Sun, they came out in like, I think 88 or something like that. So even then, you know, um, Return of the Jedi was just five years old. So, you know, how old could he have possibly been? He was, you know, like a teenager when Star Wars came out. So I like that. I like that you, that's like the ground floor of it is like, it's it's written by a Star Wars fan for a Star Wars fan, and what's a story that everyone wants to know that we could grow out of lore that was already made in cinema, and they picked out the story of how did the plans for the Death Star, which obviously would be the most guarded de- secrets in all the galaxy, how did that someone get a hold of it? How did they get the plan to go and take it down? And then this dude wrote a story with his, uh, a friend of his, whatever colleague, and they wrote the most epic story with with characters I care about that I don't even like. I love that like we get to know a little bit more about Andor now with the series, but like you know, like Johnny made a like a thing in the message today. Like I want to know more about you know blind Jedi dude. What's up with him? That'd be awesome. If someone want to write a story based, you know, could take it out of Rogue One and write a story from it. That'd be amazing. You know, I think each one of these characters that we end up loving so much, they can have their own side story if anyone ever wanted to do it. Because I think the compassion is there for them. And that being Star Wars fans already, and I'm sure this can't work this way because it's such a big property, but like if there was someone that had no idea what they were going to see and they went and saw that movie, like, what was your vibe going into it? Do you think did you think they were gonna pull it off? <laughs> did, you, did you think they were all gonna be a okay and they were gonna walk away? The three of us recording this podcast walked into that movie theater knowing anyone that had anything to do with those plans, they were gonna die. How they were gonna die, that we'll find out. But we knew from the minute one, like you're going to a, a funeral, you're going to awake, you're going to watch a hero in all you know meaning of the word go and lay their life down for a bigger cause so let's get to know these guys in the brief moment you have them and see if you can actually emote enough in those it was like two hours and 10 minutes long or something like that two hours and 20 minutes long you know that two hour span that can you make me care that much guess what they did and I was listening to your e-sleep list of movies that make you cry, Matt. Uh, Rogue One would be on my e-sleep list, list of movies that make me cry. I respect that. I respect that. I don't want to take up too much because there's like a lot, you know what I mean? And we all love this movie so much. So like we do. No, it's wait, fine. Was, yeah, my takeaways are just like it. it it didn't let me down in any moment. And there's a few characters that stand out to me, but I can probably wait on other people to uh, kind of talk. And... Johnny, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, this movie is still fantastic. Uh, that's the bottom line here. It's still really, really good. And it also made me think that some of the best Star Wars stories don't have happy endings, really. I mean, they have a hint of hope in them. Like this movie, obviously they get the plans out, and that's your hope, a new hope even. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like think uh, think back, like uh, most people, 
you talk to say Empire, like you know, Empire Strikes Back is one of the best Star Wars movies, and its ending is not a happy one. The bad guys kind of win. Yeah, and guess what? Here, the bad guys kind of win, uh, and all these characters that they make you care about in this two hours time, they bite it pretty badly, and. That's what I was. That's what I was looking to when I was rewatching this again. Well, that's to me is a sign of a, an incredibly good movie. Does it still hit me emotionally? And this one still hits me emotionally. I mean, just think of how great these these characters are. I mean, every character has something. They're 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 not just cut and paste characters. There's just so much there to them. That, you know, I'm happy Andor is getting more stuff, but I also want to know more about these other characters, too, because I feel there's such a rich background and stories you can tell with these characters that I would be on board for any of it. Please, please do it. Uh, I mean, this movie even shows you, too, that even though it's very obvious the rebels are the good guys, they're not without blood on their hands, right? They still, I mean, that's one of the big things that Mac, that makes... Uh, Cassian, interesting to me, is that he has orders to kill somebody, right? And they're the good guys. He's yeah. got orders. He's got to kill. He's got to take this woman and he's to find this guy and kill her father. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. And he's got to come to terms with that. I mean, when you first meet him, he kills a guy that he gets the information from because that guy, he'd already hurt his arm or whatever. And he knew that, like, well, if this guy's going to talk. <laughs> so. Boom, he's got to go. And you can see that weighs on him. So I did go into this specifically for that character because I ended up liking Endor so much and thinking, you know, when they first announced Endor and they announced this, you know, that's going to be from basically that character's point of view for the most part. I was like, man, there's so many others in that movie that I liked that I wish they would have done that for. But I really gained a new appreciation because I really wanted to make sure or I really wanted to make sure I paid attention to his character specifically for this. And man, he's, he's really fascinating to me. So I'm glad he's getting more love there, but I mean, he's not the only one. I mean, good God, there's so many characters, even the bad guys are, you know, interesting. You get to see a new bad guy here and he's dressed in all white and he looks, and he's terrifying in his own right. And man, and just uh and you find out all these little details about the Death Star itself. Like the main guy they wanted to make it didn't want to make it, but they kind of forced him to. And that's and they drop all these little great things here. Uh, I just really love this movie. It's so good. I and mean, even down, it's even got, in my opinion, in any movie, it's got some really fun action set pieces, especially at the end there. That have just stuff going back and forth. Uh, just explosions everywhere. You get to see the the walkers even. You know, you get to see all kinds of really great fun stuff. You get to see uh, them pushing ships in space into other ships, and it and it didn't seem outlandish. It just seemed like, yeah, that's what you would do after you kind of take that out. But I mean, you got all these great characters. Jen is just such a great character. I wanted to know more about her. You know, I want to know more about. Uh, you know, her dad, even like you kind of, you know, and K2S is just so cool. And, and, you know, and even the pilot who was, you know, that he was, he defected. Like there's more there that you could talk about. Right. There's just so many great, great characters here. I, man, I love this movie. It still 
really hit me when I was seeing all these characters. I really like just really bite it. Uh, man, it still hit me. You know, uh, I'm one with the force. The force is with me. That, right. you know, just how that just has such a big weight to it. After you see what happens with two characters who were ultimately favorites in here. Uh, those two, like, give me a show with those two. I watched that day one when never missed an episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is, I mean, Donnie Yen and who's, who played the other guy? I got it up here. Uh, Jiang Wen. I probably pronounced his name wrong and I'm sorry, but, uh, Chirut and, and, and Baze, give me more of them, please. Please. I want to see whatever you want to do. Like, just tell me some stories with those two. Uh, man. Uh, and you get to see like early Death Star stuff, which was also fascinating to me. You know, they don't start out just blowing up a planet, but man, that thing could take out a city. And uh, wow, just so much cool stuff here. So many interesting characters. And again, I liked that we got Vader and he, just, and he didn't overtake the screen. You didn't get a lot of them, but man, he was a presence for sure. Yeah. Like, so well done to Vader stuff. And especially when he's just, just good God, those poor rebels. He just, destroying them left and right they had zero chance zero chance that was zero the chance best some of the best vader i think we had seen at that point yeah because uh, man just the ruthless killing right like, i have to have to admit disney has done a good job it does uh, disney has done a really good job of of bringing vader vader's viciousness to life I I I think we seen it in the Obi Wan yeah. show when he was when he like killed that dad and and broke the what I think it was it was the kid's neck or something like that it, that first like scene where he's hunting Obi Wan in the streets, um but this this was like a great handling of Vader um in that in that scene like so powerful and it, it's the old adage that less is more Vader was not the central villain of this movie at all but he was featured no. and his stuff meant it meant more it made sense it 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 was enough where it what you're right it wasn't overpowering i mean um, the fact that even the bad guys are terrified of him yes you can see it is all you need to know is how incredible it is because those guys on their own are incredibly ruthless uh i mean you know orson Krennic is i in my opinion in star wars lore a very underrated villain because he just was out to prove that this weapon could do everything. And ultimately it was his own, his own thing that ended him. Right. It's, it's just so a chef's kiss on this character. And I just like the way, I mean, the, and his costume design is incredible. It really makes him stand out too, on top of that. And I really like that white Cape for me, for whatever it worked for me, big time. Oh, right. like, yeah. yeah. That dude was just, he just looked awesome. And it, and also the acting across the board in this movie is phenomenal. It's so yeah. good. So well done. Uh, I love this movie. I still love this movie. It Like Brian, this movie still hit me emotionally. And uh, man, this is when people try to say that they don't make good Star Wars stuff anymore. I point to this movie and like the first two seasons of Mando, because those I think are quite good Star Wars stuff for anyone. I don't care where you're at on the Star Wars fandom. Uh, the, it's kind of hard to argue against those things, in my opinion. But, yeah, I love this movie. Uh, Matt, what did you think? Well, first and foremost, well Real said. Quick, What's up? Before we get too far from it, he brought up Director Krennic, and I want to go t- say this before you go, because you can talk on it. When 
Krennic appears on screen and the, you, the name registers in your brain, you instantly start thinking about those Thrawn books we were just reading, right? Well, I mean, I, I think it would be the opposite of the way you said it. Reading the books, yeah. Th- oh, is I, he in those? He he's oh, in yeah. the third one. He's in the final one. Oh, and he's oh. really good, just enough. But I can I can I can I read it all in his voice, a, which is he's a real, oh, real dick in those books. Oh, oh I mean that makes sense. Oh, real <laughs> quick, I just had one small complaint, uh, and it didn't take anything away from the movie for me at all. But it just has to do with um, obviously there's characters in this that they had to do some CG wizardry with. Uh, uh, I was going to ask. I was bring that up. Yep. It's very. It's not bad, but it's noticeable. So, uh, I mean, I don't know how you get around. Like, I liked how those characters are used, and they're not used a lot. They're used just enough, but. Uh, it's, it's it was still noticeable to me, and that's me. I feel like I'm really nitpicking here for that. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys how you felt about that because I did it for not just Tarkin, but for Leia at the very end. Yeah. Um, I th- I think <sighs> the nice thing about it is that they can go back, they can go back in it and maybe touch it up a little bit. That is the only yeah. plus. Um, did you find it distasteful at all? I I did. I I didn't hate it though. I thought it was really nice to see Tarkin um, portrayed and in, 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 just brought back. Obviously, it was done with the family's blessing. Um, but Tarkin is such a small, like an important but small part of the Star Wars yeah. stories, at least as, as far as being portrayed live action. Uh, if if anything, it made me really appreciate his character more in the mm-hmm. original trilogy Yep, for me because he really does have this gravitas about him and... Uh, like it makes sense that you know him and Vader are almost kind of on equal footing in a way, in yeah, the yeah. order of things in the Empire, and it makes sense because he's just as terrifying. And I think the fact that the family okayed it makes it more okay for me. But it's also kind of it's also weird, right? At the same time, kind of strange. How do I feel about this? Are they going to do this with more and more characters and different things? What I how would I feel about that? You know, I I'm really torn on it. Part of me is like, if you're going to bring back a character, we already know that person is sadly passed, or whatever the case may be. Just recast them. Just find somebody who's good. I uh, almost feel like is it kind of like giving him a bigger compliment to his acting and what he achieved with that character. You know, and and the, we do even though just one movie. I don't even know what percentage of the movie even appears in. Not that much. Fifteen percent. Some of the, like a real small, yeah. you know, but we all love it. And he's iconic and his delivery is so amazing. And that's why yeah. when me and you were watching Andor Johnny, we were both like, dude, these guys, these empire guys are giving those, those same actor vibes. Like they're just, crushing. Oh, yeah. and like their, their cadence yep. is just amazing. And how just like matter of fact they are you know because they were inspired by the like the whole kind of like nazi thing you know what i mean they've always had this kind of deep dark mantra of just like going about their business as if they're not about to destroy a whole planet you know yeah. what i mean i mean like, literally when they blow up the whole city in this movie like they're all kind of watching it with like little smirks on their face like hey look what and, this could do <laughs> and critic says it's beautiful right yeah he says it's yeah. beautiful so it to me when they chose to go that route it almost does come across to me like we don't think we could cast anyone that anyone would like 
and no one could do it better than your dad or your grandpa or you know what I mean? You know, he did it so well, your whatever relative it is to you, if the family were to think about it, like he's iconic and we don't want to replace it. And we know we can hit his voice because it was, it was perfect. And we know we can know that we can mostly emote the same way he did. And we can manipulate this CG character. Yeah. Represent him in a, in a, I think a tasteful way. I I thought about that, Johnny, the first time. And I was like, is this tasteful though? Because you're, you're bringing a, a dead person to life. It's more than just a character to a lot of people. So, and even just from a uh, special effects standpoint, I think he looks a little better than she did. Like hers to me, like when yeah. you turn around, her face is way more, in my opinion, noticeable of it being having some CG wizardry involved. As far as the face goes, I think you're right on that. Like, I think it's just also her, a very tough thing. Her, it kind of like Leia kind of seemed like that could be another actress at times. So like the face, yeah. like seemed like it was a different person. But with him, he had more interaction. So like the actual like moving the character was when you yeah. like kind of like really he had to turn and stuff like that. Like, eh. but they've obviously gotten better. You know, we all liked when, oh, Mando, yeah. or, or um, you know, when Luke showed up at Mando. So yeah, yeah. yeah it, the thing it for with it for me is that there's going to be few characters that that can be uh, recasted. I mean, I, I can't picture anybody else as Luke Skywalker aside from Mark Hamill. Right. You know what I mean. So I, I it's it's. It's a tricky, it's fine line, but as long as everybody's got the approval of family and it's not done out of um, greed, uh, I think it's okay. But uh, I did like to see, I did like to see Tarkin in there. I like the, the, there was a lot of nice, I guess this is why people like Andor so much, but it was cool to see the inner workings of the Empire here, that they're all backstabbing each other for the Emperor's favor or for Darth Vader's favor. Tarkin and a lot of people were they hated Krennic and that's been a big backstory um, between the relationship. Uh, they didn't really like director Krennic. Um, so Tarkin was trying to undercut everything <laughs> that 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 Tar- uh, Krennic did, because uh, for those who don't know, the entire Death Star Project Stardust um, was a director Krennic thing. He pushed for it none of the other people really wanted it that when they see what it could be everybody else kind of you know uh did what they did so that was really neat to see honestly simply put this is this movie is loaded with easter eggs and and a lot of a lot of cool references i think this is the first uh live action mentioning of kyber crystals which was never mentioned in the previous uh, the six movies um, but it's also, you know, it's been discussed in, in books and uh, other media, but never like live action. But that's always a cool Easter egg because you're a kyber crystal. Boom. Jedi um, lightsabers, stuff like that. Um, there's also I, I don't know if you guys caught it, this. There's a lot of rebels references in this movie, too. Like the cartoon. Do you see? I noticed this watching it. Choppers in it. For a split second when they're on Yavin 4. And there's a mention of uh, a Captain Sindula. Oh, man. I was, I was listening a little better. And there was also the ghost was it was in the in the that final space battle. 
dude, you're crushing it. I wish I would have looked a little closer. That <laughs> makes sense, though. That makes sense. Yeah, there's a split-second image of Chopper where they're walking. Mon Mothma's on the screen, and Chopper just kind of rolls across, which is really, really cool. Um, Chopper you know, has more deaths than anyone else in Star Wars history. I love Chopper. He's my new favorite, like, droid. At, like, probably one of my new favorite characters. He's um, <laughs> oh, you can find you can find the screenshot easily. I just just Google it and you'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 really it's it was cool to see after watching all that and then seeing that I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, but also other Easter eggs too, right? We get Bail Organa back in this in this movie, even for a brief second. I have to go talk to an old friend, and oh. you just smile because, well, one, you know, he's referring to Obi Wan, and then two, uh. He's gonna die. Uh, <laughs> Bail Organa's gonna die. Uh, he, not too long after that. He's he like, to, yeah, because he says he's going back home or whatever. Yes. Like he's going back home. Like, no, don't go home. No, <laughs> it's sad. It, it's sad, but the, you smile um, at the same time. There's there's a lot of emotion that goes in with it. Uh, it 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 really is. This is the perfect film. Um, like I said, the Vader stuff was was just enough. Seeing Mustafar on there uh and just you know watching this and then jumping right into episode four i think is an experience that people have to have like you can't just i feel like it yes you can watch both those separate and pick up on stuff but man if you watch them each continuously you on episode four makes way more sense um and a lot of a lot of the references that they did they give which is which is one of the strengths of this um you know, film so much. Uh, other than that, like I said, I mean, I, I can only repeat what you guys have said. The cast of characters is is are, are well written. I've never, I can't say never, but in something as major as Star Wars, um, for a storytelling, you know, or, or a story to make me care about characters so much in what is this, a two hour runtime. Um, that's it's it speaks volumes to the production behind it and uh and yeah it, it's it it is a treat it is a treat to 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 go back and watch every now and then um shoot i might watch it one more time i don't know what the heck <laughs> after all this but that's that's my synopsis of uh, of of rogue one it's it's really really good it's really, really good stuff, and um, yeah, just just a lot of fun to watch, top to bottom. So, any die if you're a diehard Star Wars fan, uh, I mean, who forget Saw Gerrera, um, who's another character. I think he was he was in Rebels and Clone Wars. I think at this point already yeah. bringing him live action, and how cool is it? To see? I mean, just Forrest Whitaker, who's been a big name Hollywood actor. Um, you don't get too many of those big name Hollywood actors jumping to that. Usually people use star Wars as their launching pad. Uh, So that was really, really neat to see. Um, But yeah, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, What are, what are we going to rate this one guys? Brian, let's start off with you. Uh, Have I give a perfect score yet? I I would imagine I at least tease with it. Right. With, with empire. Um, I think it's deserving. Nine or a ten. It doesn't have to be perfect because I enjoy things without them being perfect all the time. I enjoy myself. I'm far from perfect. So, uh, 
yeah, this movie ruled. The takeaway that I had from it, and I'm watching it with my wife who's not watching it, right? If that makes any sense. She's over there doing her own thing, playing on her phone, whatever. And I'm watching it, and I'm loving it. It's the middle of the day on a Saturday. So, like, kids are outside. House is quiet. I'm going to watch this now. And the number of times that K2, with his matter-of-fact speech, made me laugh so hard. And, Johnny, you're going to hate this. I know you're going to hate this. He is the robot version of Sheldon from Big Bang. That's what he is to me. He is an autistic robot to me. (laughs) He's just... He perceives the world as it is, and then he just says whatever the hell he wants to say. There's no hit in his programming. There is nothing about, like, you know, people get offended. There's these things for humans that's called emotions, and, like, you probably shouldn't say it that way. K2's constantly just saying shit. Just almost like if you were to be one of those characters, like, you'd want to punch him in the face. It was just like shut up. I don't. Yeah, in a in a movie that's that's really overall fairly dark. Yeah, he's the only real bit of humor in it, and even and even then, it's uh, yeah. he 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 gets a pretty bad death, a really sad death. I still cry over his, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, he's he's got some great lines in this. Like one of was it still pops me is when he goes, you know, I'm with you, but it's called Cassian said I had to be. this is great stuff uh man and alan tudyk is just an incredible actor i like him in the first place and that's who does the voice for uh for uh for k so um yeah Uh, i i guess i'll go ahead and give my score i my favorite star wars movie it will always be return of the jedi it's the first movie i ever saw i mean i've said this i'm just repeating myself but it's just got all that nostalgia behind it but I do think this is right up there with how good it is. This is top tier Star Wars, in my opinion. I love this movie. This is a movie. Uh, I'm going. This is going to be a weird comparison, but follow me here. Uh, you know, people who are like, "Hey, I know you're into pro wrestling. What's a match that that you know? If I don't care about it, that you oh, well, watch Mankind and Undertaker and Hell in a Cell." Yeah, right yeah. what's that <laughs> yeah i get what you're saying that's yeah. an introduction match you get into that you're like if you watch that match and you're not hooked into pro wrestling you're just not ever going to like pro wrestling yeah so uh, that's kind of the same here if you watch rogue one and you don't like it and it's not for you then maybe just this this isn't something that you're going to ever care about i think it's incredible i i'm struggling with a nine or a ten so i'm just gonna go right in the middle go nine and a half uh, I love this movie. This movie is incredible. I'm so happy it still holds up. And it's just uh, with all the not so good Star Wars stuff, this is such a a breath of fresh air. And I'm so glad that we covered this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is tremendous, guys. Um, I'm up there with with Johnny. I'm going to go nine and a half out of ten uh, and split the difference. Uh, it, it's so hard for me to call a movie perfect. I like it's it's hard. There's always like something, you know, you wish it it, it really is, though. And and I'm I I like how much this this movie really got people behind Disney's vision. With what Star Wars could be, what the expansion could be um, of of what George Lucas 
created George Lucas and everybody else at Lucasfilm created. Um, right. I mean, Rogue One came out and they, it, what couldn't they do? At least that's what we thought before episode eight came out. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently I, I'm not going to go that route. We've already done episodes on that, but um but seriously, Star Wars was king. It, it ruled, and uh, this was the 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 peak before the the the, the drop off, and we're slowly getting back up there as far as what it can be. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna go nine and a half out of ten. It's right up there with with Revenge of the Sith for me, Return of the Jedi, Empire, uh, all those like all those films. This is this is the this is a measuring stick of of what a Star Wars film can and should be. So, so yeah. yeah. Agreed completely. Yeah. And not just Star Wars. I'd say sci-fi in general. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, honestly, sci-fi. I, I honestly say like, there's so many like scenes in there of like what you would hold it up against. I'm like, like Spielberg did Saving Private Ryan in a way that obviously tapped into an, a real emotion that's hard to tap into. But like, I put this story along with that in the way that, you know, you get introduced to these likable characters and then you watch them put their life on the line, like all these different times throughout the movie and just the way they fight for their like brothers or sisters or whatever. I was like, this dude wrote a, a war movie. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a Star Wars movie. I said, like, it, that's you a, like, I never thought about comparing those two. I really like Saving Private Ryan is an incredible film. I really, really like it. But it for me, it's just hard to watch because I know what happens in it. Right. And I know what happens to these characters I really like. And it's not good. And that's really the same thing here, honestly. So, yeah. It is, it is a, a war movie in a way. 100%. We should find a way to get this to the director, and he'll definitely put him put us in his next movie with all the kudos <laughs> we're giving him. If I make it in a Star Wars movie, that'll be. Uh, I'll start using hand lotion to get us over the edge. I'm just saying. I'm really good at keeping people fluffed. You look at Matt's. look at Matt's credentials. Is a lot of us something called a casting couch? You know? <laughs> <laughs> owner of one black leather couch slightly used hey if you take away those pillows on the couch at the studio it's black leather um <laughs> <laughs> all right my friend is there anything you want to add before we close up uh today's episode no uh, this was just really i was really happy to talk about a movie i really liked with my buddies very good time here likewise i'm glad to see uh uh, I, I'm really glad to see you happy about talking Star Wars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so next month we are talking about Solo, mm-hmm. a Star Wars story. The I only mean, one. Yeah, the only one. This <laughs> this was the this is we'll call this one the Revenge of the the Star Wars fans because that was basically what happened. Um. The movie that broke Star Wars. <laughs> it did. It was really bad. It was really bad. Well, I'm going to give an honest assessment. All right. This was not good. Disney Star Wars at all. 
in my opinion, but I'm going to try and do my best to give an honest opinion and rewatch it. And, and remember some things I did like about it. Like there are some positives that I remember, but I've only watched it that one time. So yeah. I'm very eager to see if I still feel that way. Yeah. Woody Harrelson in star Wars is cool. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> there's, a co- there's a couple other. No, I know. I know. Really I'm, a, I'm a fan of Glover. I'm a yes, well, I was literally that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, huge fan. He's amazing in community. Watch community. He's hilarious. no, he is good. Oh, he's awesome. And uh, I highly recommend there is an interview with him. I, I can't remember, it's on YouTube, but like he's asked about this movie and like, he's kind of going through his career and he's asked about this movie and he t- and he tells about all the uh, quote unquote advice he got to play this character from the person who should know everything oh, about playing this character. God. It's phenomenal. So. Oh. All the things Billy D will say in confidence. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, so that's gonna what's gonna happen next month in two in two months. Brian will get uh we'll start alternating choices as far as what we cover. Brian will get first choice and we'll start rotating oh. every month. Um, so that is that. But solo is what we got on the play for next Mando. month. Oh yes, we will cover Mando. Um the the Mando finale. And uh, and go from there. So, all right, Brian, take us home. May the force be with you. The force is with me. I am one with the force. The force, it's with me. Join us.